Financial support for this podcast comes from our great friends over at Bo's Restaurant on 2304 Thomas Drive here in beautiful Panama City Beach, Florida. Bo's is open from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. Monday to Saturday with a great big breakfast menu, an outside eating area, and the best fried chicken in Bay County. Give them a call at 850-775-1828 if you'd like to order ahead. Also, from our great friends over at KL Skaggs Heating and Air, LLC, summer is coming. Don't be the people without AC. It's already hot outside, guys. Make sure you are well taken care of. 850-238-5414 to reach our great friends over at KL Skaggs Heating and Air. There are many sports podcasts out there, but only this one is right on. We make our picks for the NFL honors. All the awards from Rookie of the Year all the way to MVP. And the first ever right on sports podcast segment without... Me, Kyle Wright, as Marcus will be joined by a special guest to dice up the Lionel Messi situation, all that and more today on the Ride On Sports Podcast. Welcome in, everybody, to the Ride On Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Wright, here with my co-host, Marcus Wisner. And uh, Marcus, I, ha- I had a day for the books today, bro. Yeah, man. Author, off of uh, the episode, you told me everything that was going on, man. It, it sounded like a world of events, like domino effect. Just rolling yeah. after another, bro. One thing after another. Uh, supposed to be doing this episode from the studio for the first time today. Uh, that didn't happen, uh, so I here we are again. We're we're back in my home studio, at my uh, front living room, if you will. Like two living rooms, I guess I can't can't be too upset. But uh, after this episode, I plan to be in the studio. Uh, the sound quality and the connection will be a lot better. But we're here for now, and today's episode is going to be a weird one. So we have two things going on today. Uh, we just we just finished our coverage of every single team in the NFL. And when this episode drops tomorrow, we'll be 14 days away from the first game, which is the Texans and Chiefs. Uh, So what we're doing today is after covering every team, we come down to it. Now we are going to pick or make our predictions rather for every single award in the NFL. Maybe not every single one. We're not going to go down with like the FedEx ground and air player of the year or anything like that. But we're going to. Just go down the list, you know, your rookies of the year, your comeback player of the year, your coach of the year, the MVP, of course, and everything in between as far as those awards go. And then the second segment of this show, Marcus, tell them what you're doing. Yeah, so uh, if you follow soccer, you pretty much know what's going on. If you don't know or if you don't follow soccer, um, probably one of the most glorified and most – um, achievable players in recent history, Lionel Messi is going through um, a lot of trouble as far as he wants out of Barcelona, and he and there's a lot of teams out there that you know that want him. Obviously, it's going to come with a, a hefty tag. Um, and I brought one of our old guests on, uh, Dan Gonzalez. I'm going to bring him. I'm going to bring him on, and he's a big soccer fan, big Barcelona fan as well. And we're going to dissect that situation, talk about who we think he might go to, and uh, a couple other things. Um, that even if you're not a soccer fan, it it would still be interesting because it's the first time you know, first time we're ever going to do this. So always, yeah. you know, if you listen to it, if you'd like for us to talk more about it, you know, let us know and we'll talk more about it. Because like I said I'm a big soccer fan. I played. I played in high school. I played competitively. I played for the military. I played for the Air Force. I've probably known about it for 15 plus years. So if that's something you guys are interested in listening, let us know, obviously. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, when we did this podcast, we always uh, we promised that if we don't know about it, we will bring somebody on that will. So I I don't know anything about soccer, just full disclosure. So um, so I stepped away from this uh, from this segment. I let Marcus do his thing with Dan and I listened to it already. They actually already recorded it. Full disclosure. You'll hear it here in a few minutes. But it was a it's a damn good segment. And he did a good Marcus. You did a good job with it. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. But, you know, I'm sure in the future we'll do something similar like this with like a WWE segment to cover a little bit of wrestling. And then 
it'll be the same little way. So uh, very, very excited for the future here. Different things happening on this podcast. But today we're back to the NFL. I mean, that, oh man, so much, so much to talk about with sports, but so little at the same time. I know that the Tampa Bay Lightning gave it to the Boston Bruins tonight in a, in a bad way, in a, in a bad way. Um, wouldn't want to be a Bruins fan, but if you're a fan of any, any NBA team, things got a little weird tonight uh, and, and, and in Major League Baseball, too. It, such a weird day for sports. Weird feeling. Yeah, um, obviously with off sports topics and issues, obviously everybody has their, um, you know, personal beliefs and things like that in Major League Baseball and the NBA felt that this was appropriate to do, which... Um, kudos obviously the commissioners for allowing this to happen and you know the players for doing what they felt was right honestly you know everybody has their own like i said their own opinion and they felt that this is necessary for what's going on outside of sports and i respect it yeah i mean i'll just shut my mouth <laughs> let's get going though what's smooth let's do this man i'm excited to do this we're going to predict our award winners for the nfl this year uh, so let's. I got a couple on here that are no brainers to me. Yeah. Um, I have two two that came from the same team, mm-hmm. and I, I I feel like we're gonna have some differences. So I want to throw it to you first. Let's start with the offensive rookie of the year. Offensive rookie of the year. Um, this one was kind of a kind of difficult for me. The obvious pick to me would be Joe Burrow, number one pick, quarterback. Quarterback always gets these kind of awards, kind of thing. Um, right. It just it seems like a like a no brainer pick. You would I tried to I tried to pretend like that favoritism doesn't exist when I'm yeah. my picks, but yeah. I, I you're you're really right with the whole quarterback thing. Like it, the MVP award, even like it's a quarterback award. Exactly. Yeah, the last non the last person who was not a quarterback to win an MVP award was Adrian Peterson back in two thousand eight. Yeah. So, like the, I mean, Heisman Trophy. Yeah, it, it, exactly. Um, but honestly, I think for Rookie of the Year, and I think the re- and the, and why I picked this individual, I pick it because of the opportunities that this this guy is going to have, and the amount of hype he's going to ha- bring the offense he's in. His coach has said he's one of the better players he's ever drafted. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I, I pick him, you know, obviously okay. because a- Andy Reid has already said right from the get go, he thinks that, you know, he he had, you know, LaShawn McCoy and, uh, you know, God, what was it? Eagles running back. They have, it's, it's not Brian Westbrook. Yeah, Westbrook, yes. He's already said that he's better than both of them. That's bold to say right off the bat. Mahomes has stated that, you know, obviously requested that, you know, Andy redraft him. Um, for fantasy purposes, he is projected to go at the end of the first round, early second. He has no competition. Damian Williams opted out of the season. This is like he's a he's guaranteed to have a three-down role for the Chiefs, and it's going to open that whole offense up even more. Um, that would be – that's who I would pick, but – it, don't be surprised if Joe Burrow wins it just because of that's his team and they're going to be behind a lot. He's going to, it, it wouldn't surprise me if he had 4,500 yards his rookie year, honestly. You know, what's funny is if you could see my paper where I wrote all my picks down, I have my pick first and then I wrote or Joe Burrow and in parentheses, I put popularity vote. I think okay. that Burrow. Burrow, like you said, he's going to get a lot of yards this season. I think he, I mean, with the, with the roster that they have, at least offensively, uh, they would almost be disappointing if he didn't throw for 4,000 yards. Right. But it would kind of have like almost a Zion feel to it. Like everybody that has any knowledge of sports, especially the NBA, knows that Zion Williamson does not belong in the rookie of the year conversation. Well, yeah, that's correct. Right. That's correct. But it's a, it's a popularity thing. Of course, yeah. you got to put Zion there. So yeah. Joe Burrow is going to be there. He's going to be the talk. He might even win it for that reason. Uh, could be the same argument with Tua Tagovailoa if he does end up playing the whole, like more than half the season. Uh-huh. But my pick is Jonathan Taylor. Okay. I'm going to kind of 
I'm going to kind of go off the books here too. I, I think same, same reasons, man. I know he's got a little bit of competition there with Marlon Mack, but let, let's be real. Marlon Mack has not been super explosive in the past. And Jonathan Taylor is just that. Yeah. And on, and who was the best pass catcher in college football out of the backfield? Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. And, and I don't think that there is there, there's not three quarterbacks in the NFL that are better at dumping the ball off to the running back than Phillip Rivers. Oh yeah, we've seen and that a hundred times with Eckler it, and Melvin Gordon. Right. Look at what look at what Justin Jackson did last year and his chances. He was mm-hmm. a fantasy guru. He was a fantasy sleeper. Right. Look at Aust- Austin Eckler, like you said, Melvin Gordon, uh, uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. Like these guys all strived with Phillip Rivers, and I think that the guy still has a, an ability to play at a high level. And in Indi- in Indianapolis, he's gonna. Have be able to dink and he's going to have more time to throw than he had in LA, but mm-hmm. he's going to be able to dink and dump, dink and dump a little bit. Ah, I can't get those out. Dink and dump a little bit more successfully. You say that's five times was. fast. Yeah, I couldn't say it one time <laughs> slow. I, <I'm, laughs> oh, man. But, um, so Jonathan Taylor is my pick. I, I, okay. Hey, buddy. Sorry, that's my son. Uh, I'm recording at home, like I said. All right. So, uh, let's go to you, defensive rookie. Or I'll start on this one, defensive rookie of the year. Okay. Um, I hate to be the guy that kind of, like we say, makes the no-brainer pick. Can we um, do it on three? Can we do it on three? Yeah, we'll just do it on three. One, right. two, two, three. three. Chase, Chase Young. Chase Young. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I mean, come on now. I mean, this this is a no-brainer. And I'll even, I would even go and make a bold prediction that Chase Young will be in the top three in the NFL on sacks this year. I that. That's possible. I think he could even if if he is as good as we think he is or we assume he is. Uh, don't be surprised if he doesn't win um, rookie of the year. It's because he's in contention for defensive player of the year. It's kind of like the right. whole Dak Prescott Zeke Elliott thing in their rookie years. You know, yep. one one offense rookie of the year and the other one one offensive player of the year. You yep. know what I mean? So it's it, it's Absolutely. very very possible. I just I I I've never seen somebody and, and listen and and like these Ohio State guys are not busting in the NFL. You you just look at the track record, but Nick Bosa, Joey Bosa, uh, all the way to Denzel Ward, Marshawn Lattimore. The, these guys are coming out and they are making an impact immediately. Yes, Urban Meyer, Michael they, Thomas. <laughs> Michael Thomas, exactly. <laughs> Bro, it, it, hey, well, who'd you just mention? Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel these Elliott. guys are not. These guys are not taking their time busting out into the league and and accelerating. And Chase Young's going to be no different, man. I think here in two or three years, this guy, th- this guy's going to take over the NFL. Oh, 100 percent. I I agree, and I hope that Washington understands that when they got him at number two, that they need to ensure that they also set pieces around him. So he's not doing everything to where it can potentially cause an injury. You know what I mean? Um, and he's actually, and it's great because he has a great mentor and a great defensive minded head coach in Ron Rivera. I mean, yeah. phenomenal. I mean, you can't, which, he, there's nothing you can really way, say bad about him. Which, by the way, thoughts and prayers out to Ron Rivera. God, yeah, dude. I mean, like, for all he did for that organization with everything going on with that, you know, he, he did it the right way. I mean, he's a great leader. Uh, Carolina didn't really have any, didn't have anything bad to say about him. He's a former, you know, former linebacker, you know, with, with the Bears and pr- former head coach of the year. I mean, but yeah, thoughts and prayers to him. Hopefully, everything goes good with him and his, you know, situation, and he can get back to the field and do what he does best. Yep, absolutely, man. All right, so let's go to you now. Let's move to uh, kind of the. Hmm, let's see which one should we let's go to coach of the year coach of the year yeah all right let's so around. all right so coach of the year obviously usually goes to best record right or at least the best situation possible Just something in those i mean you know usually the best record doesn't win it like it almost like nick staven doesn't get coach of the year and yeah football ever yeah um but, yeah i'm gonna go bruce arians Okay, so you're thinking that you're seeing the bounce back completely. I I think that Bruce Arians, I mean, you're taking a guy who, you know, Bruce Arians is one of those guys. He's he's not like your typical head coach. I mean, he's very, he's straightforward. If you ever watch Hard Knocks with him, he's 
as vulgar as you could be. Like he tells it how it is. Uh, they've done interviews with him where he's he's blatantly said, you know, I, he's chewed out Tom Brady and Gronk and Gronkowski. Like he don't care how many accolades you have. Like he's coming there. He's gonna. They say this is my roster. I'm gonna do it this this way. And he's gonna, you know, obviously show and and Brady appreciates that. I think that, um, and you saw a lot of it change too with how the Bucks were in recent memory to how much Bruce Arians changed it from last year. And I think this year it's gonna change even more. Um, I think Bruce Arians right. is gonna do it. And if I don't, if it's not Bruce Arians, I don't want to say like a like, you know, Andy Reid. You know what I mean? Like that's right. too obvious. Uh, I'll even go. I'll, I'll go Mike Tomlin if it's not Bruce Arians. Mike Tomlin. So Mike Tomlin is my second pick as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I almost feel like it, the it, like if Pittsburgh wins ten games, he's gonna get it, and it's gonna be like a uh, here. We're sorry, you should have been you last year. We get it, one hundred percent. But my uh, my main pick is Sean McDermott for Buffalo. Okay. Uh, I just think this is gonna be the first year that somebody not named Bill Belichick is gonna win that division. <laughs> That's true. And uh, what since like 2008 or something like that? I think that's what we looked at. Since Chad Pennington, Miami Dolphins. <laughs> yes, since 2011. That's when it was, or something. It was. It was. I don't know. It was more than eight or nine years ago, man. Long time ago. But um, McDermott's got them boys playing good, or he's got that roster looking good. Uh, that team, they're they're solid, man. They're set. It's and if you ask anybody, it's their division, especially with now. I mean. New England had the defense still, but now all these opt-outs, I just don't see it going any other way. And, mm-hmm. you know, Buffalo could be looking – we both predicted them to have at least 11 or 12 wins each. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that's good enough for Coach of the Year to me. I mean, if 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 New England wins a division, you got to give it to Belichick, right? Because, I mean, with that depleted roster, you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, have easily. To, you have to, right? You You give the MVP to him, too. <laughs> give the MVP to him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's go to comeback player of the year, and I'll start this one. Uh, okay. This was th- this this again was a no brainer for me. Um, you saw how good this team was last year without this guy. Oh, uh, yeah. They, okay. You you gotta say nothing. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, and now you just think about how good they're gonna be with him. All right. And it, you, but you also saw the differences that they didn't have with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, spoiler alert, it's Ben Roethlisberger. Um, yeah, absolutely. I, did, I mean, they they this team excelled last year and did nothing on the offensive side of the ball. You bring back Ben Roethlisberger, he's going to get them to 10 11 wins. Juju's going to have a big year. Uh, the only thing that I'm I'm a little suspect on, and you know we talked about this in our fantasy segment. I just don't know about James Conner. Um, I I don't I don't think he's going to be a 1500 yard rusher or anything like that. But I believe in Ben Roethlisberger. I believe in his ability to come back and play at a high level. He wouldn't come back if he couldn't. He's that kind of guy. Yeah, I mean, but with the Conner thing. He, you know, James Conner plays better with Roethlisberger on the field. That's just Absolutely. that's everybody. That's how, you know, when they figured out Mason Rudolph couldn't throw the ball, they just they loaded the box, which of course it took a beating on James Conner. But when you have Roethlisberger behind center, they they know he's going to throw the ball, which is going to open up that run game even more. Um, Absolutely. And now you're adding Eric Ebron to the mix. Woo. Yeah, if if you get Indi- Indianapolis Eric Ebron, you're good. If you get the Detroit Lion e- Eric Ebron, then he'll be cut by week eight. You know, like <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, it's it's kind of a waste. Um, my comeback player of the year. I mean, the obvious. You know, you've got Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I would say Alex Smith, but if he plays, you know, I can't say as a comeback player. Because I don't know if he's going to play. He might just be there and just be like the third string and just kind of mentor the mentor Dwayne Haskins. I, I don't know. Who else, who else do they have? Is it yeah, Colt uh, McCoy? Black? Colt McCoy. That's it. That's right. No, I'm sorry. Is it? Yeah, they got no, not Colt McCoy. No, Colt McCoy went somewhere else. Yeah, no. Uh, Case Keenum, right? Or is Case he's Keenum, it, that's or it. is he in? Cle- no, ah, he hell, went. I don't, he's oh, in Cleveland now. Hell, I don't know. Anyways, um. I'm gonna I'm 
I'm just gonna say Ben Roethlisberger, and then for for the wild card, I'm gonna pick Matthew Stafford because Matthew Stafford was out eight games last year. I'm I'm currently Google searching Kyle Allen. Kyle Allen. Okay, well, yep, that's not gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. If it's not if it's not um Ben Roethlisberger, I think Matthew Stafford just because he was out eight games, and those eight games that he was out, Detroit was terrible. I mean, just terrible. Detroit was in every game until he went down. Exactly. So I'm saying, like, he holds that team together. And then when he got, when he went down, dude, I mean, it's almost like Roethlisberger's situation. But it's right. just, I mean, but they don't have the coaching like Pittsburgh does. So it's totally different. And I think adding DeAndre Swift just gives him much, much more to work with. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. I think, I think Roethlisberger's the number one, though. Easy. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right, so let's go to let's go to offensive player. No, we already did. Yeah, let's go to offensive player of the year. Offensive player of the year. I'm gonna go Kyler Murray. Okay, I like that pick. I really, really like that. Yeah, Kyler Murray is set up with that. They he did really good his rookie year. I mean, in fantasy football, he finished QB seven with a team that pretty much had nothing, uh, and he did really well with it. Now you add that same that pretty much everybody returns, and you add DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, don't be surprised if you know Arizona ends up being a top six in offense this year. I, I really believe it. I agree. I completely agree, man. I'm I'm excited to watch Kyler Murray play. I came away with him in two different mock drafts the other day, and I was pretty satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. Mm. All right, so I got Saquon Barkley here. Uh, that's they don't that's fair. They don't necessarily take um, record into consideration for this one, like they do the MVP. Um, so I think that you know the Giants will be about a. I, I think I predicted them in about five and eleven, six and ten. But I think that Saquon's going to get much more of a workload this year. I think he's going to be healthy. My dad's going to like that because that's who he's going to be able to draft. So, sure. I mean, I got. I, I mean, I don't really have much more about it, man. I, I just think Saquon's going to be the pick. Yeah, I think that's pretty. I think it's pretty fair to be honest with you. You can make it for any of the top three running backs in fantasy to be MVP or offensive player of the year in McCaffrey, Elliott, and Barkley, honestly. Oh, for sure. For sure. Even you know, I almost picked Zeke and I didn't I just didn't want to do that for you. That's okay, man. I wouldn't have picked Zeke. Uh, that's that's bad juju to me. <laughs> <laughs> but um All right. So, so you want me to start off with the defense first? Yeah, go ahead. All right, man. I'm gonna pick. I I know you're not gonna pick this guy, but I, I I have, I have a slight feeling just off of how well he did last year and how he got screwed over. T.J. Watt. Oh my God, I have T.J. Watt too. (laughs) Are you kidding me, bro? I do. I swear to you. Like I had. That's when I was telling you, like before that we started recording. I told you I had three from the same team because I had Roethlisberger. Uh, Mike Tomlin is my second pick for coach of the year, and then I had TJ Watt as my defensive player. Wow, for the record, y'all, we do not discuss this stuff until we until we nope. go live because yeah, you know it's all it's, genuine reactions. Yeah, the TJ Watt, I mean, TJ Watt honestly got, I mean, it was between him and Stefan Gilmore won it last year, and a lot of people were like, TJ Watt did better, you know, individually Gilmore was on the better team, and that's and that's yeah. what they did, they punished him. Yeah, um, I. I think if also too as a as my second pick, if this individual does what he did last year as well, he should win it, and that's Shaq Barrett in Tampa. I think right. he should. He led the league in sacks last year, and people were like, "Who's that?" I was like, "He led the league." I, um, my second pick is actually, um, and I don't even say this because I'm a Florida State fan. I say this because this guy is gonna, if he stays healthy, man, being the guy on that team. I have Derwin James. For that's, the LA Chargers. Yeah, that's a, that's a good pick too. He's in a division where, besides, you know, Kansas City, like he's got four games where in the division he can he could dominate. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and even he's also always played good against Kansas City. Yeah, a hundred percent. Another honorable mention that I definitely want to make sure I get out on that one. Uh, just real quick, Darius Leonard for the Colts. Yes, yeah, Darius Leonard. Absolutely does not get any respect, and he is no. he is so good, man. He's so good. Why does nobody talk about that man? Uh because he he doesn't do anything glorified. He 
but he he right. led the league. I believe he led the league in tackles last year, which is not like a. It's like a eh, you know, nobody really pays attention to that stat. But I think he had the most interceptions as a linebacker, and the most forced fumbles as a linebacker. I think him and TJ Watt were like neck and neck, but mo- but TJ had way more sacks than him. It was like it was way higher than that. Absolutely. So. All right, so on to the big one, on to the, the bread and butter, and I'll start here, uh, MVP, right? So what I did here is uh, I have a no-brainer pick. I, I, I played this safe, and I just thought, you know, there's absolutely no way that I could pick against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. The guy, the guy has got more, I don't know, somehow he gets more weapons than he ever has. I mean, they're coming off a Super Bowl victory. He's going to be fired up. I don't. He didn't have a sophomore slump. The Madden curse couldn't get him. I don't think Super Bowl hangover is going to get him. I, I I would almost say he's going to come back and throw it for 40, 45 touchdowns again. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do have a sleeper. And this will be this man's first ever NFL MVP award, which is an, an atrocity to say the very least. This man will win a Super Bowl, one more for his city, and he will ride off into the sunset, passing the torch to Jameis Winston, Mr. Drew Brees. Drew Brees. That's respectable. That's absolutely respectable. I I think this is it, man. I think that the Saints have have had the worst playoff luck that you can absolutely have, and I think that stops this year. And Drew, Drew Brees gets hot. He plays a great season. If he plays the whole season, there's not many teams that are going to be able to beat the Saints. I mean, right. look what they did last year with Teddy Bridgewater for five games. Not that I'm not knocking Bridgewater, but he ain't Drew Brees, bro. There, there's not many that are. So yeah, that's just that's my pick, man. Adding Emmanuel Sanders, uh, still with the great running game with Kamara and Latavius Murray and Michael Thomas being, you know, in in a certain argument, the best wide receiver in the NFL. Man, I mean, there's not much more to say. That's my that's my argument. Drew Brees wins MVP. Yeah, Drew Brees or Patrick Mahomes. It, yeah, right. I mean, honestly, both of them were in contention last year uh, with Lamar Jackson. So, and Lamar just Absolutely. obviously was just on fire. And you know, I, I think it would have been happening again. No, I don't either. I, you know, I don't know if that correlates because you know Mahomes um, had that injury and he was out for a couple weeks. I don't, I don't know. But it's it's gonna be hard when you have more capable people. And I'm gonna pick two people that you didn't mention that I think might win it. Go ahead. Um, first one I think is gonna be Russell Wilson. Um, I like that. S- Seattle has stated that they want him to throw more. They they're giving him the green light this year. Uh, with the ability that Russell Wilson has done with running the ball as much as he has with the running backs with Chris Carson, obviously Marshawn Lynch and everything. Russell has carried this team every single week, every single week. And if they go 12 and four or 13, three, I mean, shoot, they went, they're in 12 and four and they, they were a wild card team. If they win the division, I, I mean, I don't know how you could count this guy out. Uh, obviously, like you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes is probably going to be the, the favorite to win it, but my wild card and I hate to do this because you're gonna probably laugh your ass off, but I'm already laughing because I can already smell it. My wild card is Dak Prescott. You did it. Now he's gonna get hurt. <laughs> I mean, no, he's got something to prove this year. He absolutely he's, does. He has to. I mean, he's he's on his contract here. He's been franchise tagged, but you have a coach in Mike McCarthy coming in who. Um, pretty much the last 15 years, he's barely been anything less than top 10. Um, uh, like uh, just a couple times, most of the majority of his career, he's always been top 10 in passing. Uh, he had Aaron Rodgers, and just absolutely, you know, was successful in passing. I mean, Dak has Amari Cooper, CD lamb, Michael Gallup, Blake Jarwin, and Zeke in the backfield. He's got weapons for days. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Dak potentially is number two again in passing yards. Maybe he could be number one. I mean, whether you and it just also depends on how well they do overall. 
if they're 12 and four, you got to consider him in, into, into that category. I mean, you have to, but if they do, if they're 10 and six, then no, I don't, I don't see it. They would have to be number one or number two in the NFC to, overall for him to even be considered. That's why I say it's my wild card. I, I think Russell Wilson has a very good chance to do that. Um, but We'll see. I, I think overall, Mahomes is going to get it. It shouldn't even be close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of a that, – that's why we I had to make sure we both got sleepers in there, and I'm glad you did the same because it was – I mean, that's an easy pick, bro. It, it really is. Yeah, it's like so, – uh, so it's so safe. It's – I mean, anybody could who doesn't watch football can be like, yep, that guy over there wearing red who sounds like Kermit the Frog, that's who I'm picking yep. for MVP. <laughs> All right, so I want to. Uh, we I know we don't have a lot of time left here, but I have one more thing that I well, probably two more things that I definitely want to hit on. Okay. Neither one of us named Lamar Jackson. I want to know your reason why. Uh the last person to win back-to-back MVPs was Peyton Manning, and that's the last time in the last twenty-five years it's happened. So history's not on his side. Yeah, I just don't see it happening. I mean, uh, not. It's just that I just don't, I, yeah, I don't see it happening again. It's nothing against Baltimore and their ability to win and be successful. It's just, it's only happened once in the last 25 years, and that was Peyton Manning. That's literally it. I almost wonder if teams are going to watch the way the Chargers played against them two years ago. It was the same way that Tennessee played against them in the playoffs. They kept him inside the pocket, made him throw the ball. And that's just, in my opinion, at least, that's something that he doesn't do exceptionally well so i'm wondering if teams will follow that format especially in a division that's getting better well he also he also just tweaked his quad a couple days ago in practice right they said it's it's no big deal but i mean if you ever tweak your quad it's it it may not be a big deal until you start running and then it becomes a big deal (laughs) let me let me tell you like i i hit my quad as a matter of fact today i hit my quad on the corner of the bar at work and it hurt I mean, so if you if you tweak your quad, yeah, okay, right. That's just a surface bruise. Like that, that hurts. It's gonna hurt. Um, Last thing I want to hit on: uh, we know the NFL season is two weeks away. What are you most excited to see this year? Like, what storyline are you most excited to follow in the NFL? I know that I put you on the spot. I didn't give you any kind of heads up on that, but. Uh, I'll I'll let you go first, so that way I know Good. kind of like an example of what I'm following with. So to me, and and this is a homer pick, but even as even if I was not a Miami Dolphins fan, I'm really excited to see the transformation of the Miami Dolphins. And yeah. this is not, and this is just completely unbiased, but. It's hard, like it's hard to think, like as a sports fan, that people wouldn't be at least a little intrigued by this story. They haven't had a, they haven't had the quarterback since Dan Marino. Right, it just hasn't happened. And now you got this team. They're young. They're hungry. Like the Ryan Fitzpatrick is the oldest player on this team, and he's the only player over thirty. Um, young defense, young offense. Tua Tagovailoa. Really interested to see the transition to a left-handed quarterback offense because if you know anything about football, you know that the offense is completely different. Like things have to run like a lot differently with a left-handed quarterback, and I'm excited to see that transformation. Yeah, on top of that too, two is the only left-handed quarterback on an NFL roster. Last person to do that was yep. Kellen Moore. That was two years ago, three years ago. Yep. Yep. Um, mine's gonna be. I mean, the divorce of Belichick and Brady. <laughs> yeah. Who's going to be better without the other partner? I mean, honestly. Who, who was it? Like, who was the success story? Yeah, exactly. I think that's going to be the big one, um, especially next year, because next year the Patriots and the Buccaneers play each other. Right. They don't play oh each other gosh. this year unless they go, go to the Super Bowl, which, I mean, you want to talk oh about. Oh, my God. I mean, because it would be because the Super Bowl's in Tampa. So, <laughs> I mean, that'd be crazy, but I, I think that would be, I think it's interesting because you got Belichick and then he's got a completely different quarterback. I mean, day and night difference with Cam Newton. You know, Cam Newton brings a whole different energy and swagger to the Patriots. And then, uh, you know, Brady's got a different energy and swagger of a head coach and Bruce Arians. I mean, right. you know what I mean? 
it's it's two totally different things that in from what I'm seeing and from hearing from people in Tampa, you know, as a Tampa native now, I mean, uh, they're loving it down here. You know, Brady and Gronk, and they're loving it here. They're trying to get used to humidity, but if you live in Florida, you never get used to it. <laughs> so no they're, yeah, they're trying to, they're getting used to it, but I think it's going to be, it's going to be fun season for, for Tampa folks. Uh, there's a lot of excitement and buzz here. Maybe too much excitement, you know, little Super Bowl parties being pre, pre-planned, pre-planned. but yep. there's a lot more excitement, a lot more energy for football talk around here. And I, I, I like that. So I, if they have, if they have fans here, I, pro- I will be going to some games. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't blame you at all. So uh, we're about to roll on to the next segment, but I just want to hit everybody with a full disclosure. I I am 100% positive that you probably heard me chewing at some point here in the last like five minutes, (laughs) but uh, it's 930 at night. haven't eaten. So there it is. I had a rough day. I'm going to eat on my podcast. That's okay, man. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, Marcus will be joined by our good friend, Dan Gonzalez, and they're going to dice up some Lionel Messi. So stay with us. Lionel. Lionel? Lionel. Lionel! We'll be right back. Are you looking to add a little bit of magic to your life? If so, maybe I can help. Hi, my name is Allie Sutherland, and I am an authorized Disney vacation planner as well as a Universal Studios specialist with Glass Slipper Concierge. As a travel agent, I help my clients personalize and plan their magical vacations down to the tiniest details. Through extensive training, I'm equipped to book all Disney destinations, including Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, and more, as well as Universal Studios and Universal's Islands of Adventure. And the best part of it, my services are completely complimentary. If you're looking to plan your next happily ever after, you can reach me via email at Allie, A-L-L-Y, at glassflipperconcierge.com, or you can direct message me via Facebook at Adventures with Allie, specializing in Disney destinations and more. It would be a great honor to assist you in your next adventure. And always remember, you got a friend in me. All right, welcome back, everybody. Um, for this segment, it's going to be a little bit different. Um, Kyle is not going to be joining us for this. Uh, it's just going to be myself leading this. And today, I have brought on one of our prior guests. Uh, he was our uh, New York Jets fan when we did our um, NFL schedule breakdown. And with me today is Daniel Gonzalez. Daniel, how's it going, buddy? What's going on, Marcus? How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Um, it's not too bad. We've had a little bit of weather issue down in here, South Florida, but uh, you know, it could be worse. It could be better. Um, yeah. It's pretty much typical South Florida weather. It's either excruciating hot or it's raining a ton. So that's pretty Sounds much how it's just going. Like it. Exactly. Um, today we're doing a little something a little bit different. It's actually the first episode we've done on this uh, podcast. We're going to talk about soccer, or football. Um, uh, for those of you who don't pay attention to the sport, uh, in recent time, a matter of fact, a couple of days ago, uh, Lionel Messi. Uh, if you're not familiar again with the sport, uh, probably one of the biggest stars in today's sport if not the biggest you know you know depending on how big of a fan you are with between him and you know cristiano ronaldo um has decided he is not going to play that he does not want to play for barcelona anymore and he wants to play elsewhere uh that's a big that's a big issue uh, especially with you know their poor performance in the champions league uh don't get me started yeah, it was it was pretty poor. Um, I mean, it's really also difficult to say poor when you know Bayern Munich was just absolutely um, at yeah. their own level yeah, through the whole thing. Yeah, they've they've been a top tier team for years, years and years and years. Um, that don't it doesn't seem like it's ever going to change. The issue at hand is is it came abruptly and. Not only that, but there's a there's a few issues with it. Not only on who wants him, but the legal issues. Um, and I'll I'll bring it to you as far as the legal problems go, uh, especially with the contract. Uh, what are some issues mm-hmm. at hand with between Messi and Barcelona? All right, so I did some digging around, some research on this contract because I, if uh, if you're not familiar, he has a clause in his contract that states that he can leave for free 
at any time he wants up until 2021 when his current Barcelona deal expires. Now, I've been reading, apparently he's wanted out for quite some time. He just hasn't had the, you know, he kind of just kept, you know, thinking that Barca was going to, you know, do better, improve. Obviously, they've been in a stagnant position ever since Neymar left. And, you know, I can back up that with facts that when Neymar left, their offense was drastically struggled. Um, but aside from that fact, that clause in his contract expires every year on June 10th. Obviously, we're in the last week of August heading into the fall. So as of now, that free release is void. It does not count. But Messi is going to appeal that in a court from my sources are telling me in a court and he's going to use the COVID pause on the season as his lead argument that that clause, that that uh, June 10th date should be null and void for this year only. Um, and if it is not null and void, you know, you're just going to, it's going to be a nasty legal issue. It can carry on into the season. He may not play for Barca. He may not play for anybody. So that's, those are huge legal issues going on right now. Yeah, you mentioned the possibility of him not playing at all. Um, it's not like he has to. Uh, I mean, he's 33. He's in, he's in great shape. It's not like he has to recover from any major injury. Um, he could pretty much do whatever he wants, honestly. He could just wait this out, and then Barcelona might be you know, pushed into a position where they, they need to get something for him sooner than later. Um, yeah. But they could also, you know, but there's – at that time too, you know, there's also a price tag when it comes to you know buying the rights for players. It's not like the NFL or the NBA or Major League Baseball, where if a player is a free agent, any team can go for him. Soccer is a little different with the transfer fees to own the rights to a player. It's it's a whole different realm when it comes and to that. And these clauses come into play too. So like sometimes the yeah. player has like a release clause that if you give the club $160 million, you know, hypothetically, he's all yours. You just got to, you just have to work out personal term agreements. Right. And then, you know, there's also, you know, a, a you know, the team he was originally on could, uh, they might have to pay a percentage of his salary per week or they might, I mean, there's, there's yeah, so like many the different variables of that. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's crazy yeah. how soccer works. I, I've been following soccer for over 15 years, and I, I still can't figure it out. It's it's too difficult for me. It's you know it really I is. I have it down pat for a little bit, just because like I just been watching it for so many years, but I've never ever seen a clause in a contract that you can leave for free before a certain date, and if you request it, they have to honor it. I've never seen that clause, so like I really needed to dig down deep find the clause, and I'm like, there has to be like a loophole that Barcelona is using, and then I found that that you know. He has until right, right. tenth of every year, right? And you know, with soccer, uh, unlike some of the other sports that I've mentioned, soccer is a sport where it doesn't matter how big you are in the sport. Um, nine times out of ten, you're going to leave that cl- you leave the club one way or another um, at some point in your career. Um, you can name yeah. pretty much every big player that's ever existed in the game, and they have transferred one, two, three times. It happens. Yeah, it's it's beyond rare. You have guys. I mean, it's honestly rare to find a guy like an Iniesta or a Xavi. The guys who grew up in the Barca academy played there. You know, even now they they you know they played pretty much their entire career in Barca, but they moved on to like other small ventures like Xavi and they're playing in Qatar, and then Iniesta played in is playing in Japan currently. So it's it's super hard to find. The soccer's soccer to me is all about adventure and experiences. Like you want to be able to travel to different countries, play for mm-hmm. different teams, experience different cultures. So honestly, I don't blame Messi for leaving right now. I really don't. No, I I don't I, blame him. You know, Barca's giving him headaches the last two years. The president has to go, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. you know, he's been with that club for twenty years. You know, Ronaldo. You know, look at Cristiano. He did Premier League England. He did Spain for almost ten years, and now he's in Italy. And I guarantee you, he's going to end his career in the United States. Yeah, and, and funny that you mentioned the the MLS. Um, one of the teams that has been favored to land uh, Messi has stated, um, Manchester City has stated that they are going to offer him a contract where he would do three years at Man City and then finish the rest of his career at the the um, at New York NYC Football Club. 
Um, yeah. NYC Football Club is obviously owned by you know Man City, but um, that's it's an interesting point that you make. So you know potentially in the U.S. at the same time we might see Ronaldo and Messi. Um, yeah. It's a but possibility. It's a it's a very and uh, honestly, for even at their age, you know, they could be in the back half of thirties, and they would still be, in, quote unquote, in the prime for MLS players. That's just how it is here. Um, the skill level is just that far off. Now, yeah. aside from you know Man City, let's say that that deal doesn't work. Um, give me a couple destinations that you think would would have be legitimate contenders for him, and why you would think that. All right, well, the first one that comes to mind is obviously PSG. You know, they've um, they've benefited like Manchester City from very rich investors, smart businessmen. And, you know, Messi and Neymar, there's no secret, they're best friends. Um, you know, Messi has made it very clear that he wants to play with Neymar one more time. I think Neymar will obviously welcome that opportunity. Um, I see Inter Milan as well. Inter Milan used to have an Argentinian legend by the name of Javier Zanetti. And I think, you know, you know, I think Zanetti can make a play for Inter Milan, you know, maybe play a, a year in Italy football. And Inter Milan is a, up and they've, they've, I don't even want to say up and coming. They've always been historically good, but they're just bringing in a bunch of players now. Um, and finally, I can honestly see like a, even, even if Manchester United sniffs around. I read a story today that Manchester United, their kit sponsor is Adidas. Messi is an Adidas athlete. And Adidas, a rumor is going around that Adidas is willing to fund the entire transfer move of Messi to United in order to sell more jerseys. So, but I think that one's, I think United is like the very least likely. If City pulls out of the deal, I give PSG the edge over Inter Milan. But I think those are three teams that you should really take a look for. I agree. Um, Especially with uh, PSG, um, another thing too with PSG is you know they have that Qatar money. I, they, yeah, they have untapped untapped money. You know they they can pretty much buy whoever they want whenever they want. Um, and it's interesting that you make that point. You know with, with you know the kit sponsorship with Man United and then Inter Milan. Um, I wouldn't. It's not impossible, but don't count uh, Juventus out. I mean. I think it's one of those things where, you know, people have always wondered what would Ronaldo and Messi look like on the same team, and it's not Gosh, impossible. A fan, I'd pray. <laughs> like, I mean, that it's one of those things where they've had a rivalry for so long, and now they could be teammates. And yeah, it's I that would be that, really um, interesting. I just think that you know, with this whole impending thing that Messi's actually not going to be free. I think Juventus is going to venture off elsewhere. Right. I yeah. Because Juventus, Juventus, I I don Juventus as the free transfer kings. If you look at the list of players they've gotten for free over the years, it's obscene. So I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna break the bank to get Messi. So I I, I trust me. I as a soccer fan, I pray that one day, even if it's a, even if it's just an exhibition match, just put Ronaldo and Messi together on the same team. But unfortunately, I I think I think once that once I found that clause, that Messi is actually not going to be free. I'm like, okay, that basically rules out Juventus. Yeah, I mean, it, like you mentioned, you know, Juventus does get a lot of free transfers, things like that. But um, we'll see. I mean, it's not exactly impossible, but I I think the favorites no, not, if, not if Man I think the favorites if Man City does not get him will be PSG. I honestly believe it. Uh, if I had to pick a team and in uh, Barclays, I mean, you could you could put Liverpool or Chelsea in there. Either one of those can make a big pu- push for it. I don't see that really happening. But again, yeah, you, can't, Chelsea, you can't really. I, I think Chelsea after today when they got Ben Chilwell at defense, I think they're going to focus on trying to find another goalkeeper. And I think other than that, their attack is set. Uh, same with Liverpool. That Mane, Salah, Firmino trio—they're not going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-mm, and they're no. about to get Tiago. They're about to get Tiago from Bayern to play like that attacking, that central attacking midfield role, maybe as a CDM as well. So you know that that can basically rule out them going uh, after Messi. Yeah, I, I agree. So when do you think this will be kind of settled? Do you think it's going to be a soon, like a sooner than later thing, or do you think it's going to drag out for a while? It's going to be something we're going to hear for months it's uh it's gonna it can go two ways it can be a very rapid response or maybe barca just folds their hand and say you know what they go to manchester city and say hey look he's not gonna be free you have to give us 
X million dollars, and, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if a player like Eric Garcia or Zinchenko from Manchester City, that they're included in the deal. Barca really needs a huge youth movement. If you look at all their core players, they're over the age of 31. So they really need to start getting an influx of youth in there, unlike, you know, just like what Real Madrid's been doing. If you look at Real Madrid's future, it's bright, it's beautiful, and Real, Real Madrid's going to succeed for a very long time. So, um, but at the other time, it could drag. It could be, it could turn to a legal issue where teams may not want to get involved because of how nasty it can get. Mm. And on top of that, too, the the Premier League season starts in two and a half weeks. Right. You know, um, do teams, you a lot of these teams' rosters need to be finalized? You mentioned Real Madrid. Do you see them making any push for him at all? No. No. Okay. I mean, no. I, they that have, they have that their, would be strange. <laughs> That'll be the biggest middle finger in sports history. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> I mean, for those who don't understand, like that's that's a huge rivalry. If you if if he did that, oh boy, um, that's the biggest middle finger you can ever have. But like I guess said once again, like uh, if it drags, it's because of a legal issue. I do think at the end of the day, Manchester City is going to have to pay a fee for him, and they're going to have to send players to Barca to get this deal done. I I agree. Uh, so. Final thing, uh, if you had to pr- put a percentage on it, what would be a percentage that Barcelona ends up keeping Messi, that those two sides actually have an agreement and he stays with Barcelona? Uh, I got two variables for that. If okay. the current president resigns, I'll say Messi stays. I'll give it like a 70% chance Messi stays if this president resigns. And, you know, there's maybe other staffing changes. Um, right now... If I had to take a wild guess, if given everything that's being thrown in front of me right now, I'd probably give Messi like a 35, 30% chance of staying in Barcelona. I think it's, I think it's done. I think he's just fed up. I think it's time to move on. At my personal opinion, he's done so much for Barca to give him a headache for him to, for giving him a headache to leaving and finding a new adventure. I think that would just be. You, you would tarnish that relationship, and you, you don't do it to a club legend. You just, you know, if he wants to leave and find something else to do, he's done it all for your club already. It's time to move on. All right, man. Hey, uh, the we'll wait and see. For those of us in the football world, we will wait and see how this works out. But, uh, Dan, I, I greatly appreciate you coming on here talking about this messy situation. Um, for those who don't know, he has his own podcast. It's called Shut Up and Listen. Uh, you can find it on Spotify. They they do a lot of um, uh, sports talk just like we do. And um, they have a Facebook page just to uh, shut up and listen. Just check them out while you're at it. Some some good content. But Dan, again, appreciate greatly it. appreciate it. Uh, thank you for being uh, on here again. I, and I love coming on for you guys. You know, I sent Kyle my love. Hopefully uh, Kyle jumps on next time. We can have a more spirited debate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I, I'll definitely give him hit. Give him, you know, let him know everything. But uh, again, man, uh, at, to end it, hopefully your Jets do well this season. Uh, football is a couple weeks away, you know, can't barring wait. anything. I can't wait, man. No egos, no egos at Jets camp this year. We're all clean now. <laughs> right, right. Well, hey, man, again, we'll hop off here. And, um, and thanks for coming on again. Thanks, Marcus. Appreciate you. And no problem. All right, guys, we're going to get off of here. Uh, Make sure you guys have a good weekend, and we will be back for our next episode on Monday. So make sure you stick around for that.